Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. And 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today, Some forgotten favorites, Garth, Reba, George, Shania, and so many more. It's like a CD changer for your go-to 90s tracks. 90s at 9, morning and night from NXT Extreme Carts, and Assiniboia and Avonlea, and the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Municipal Hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. Grain markets were showing some downward movement this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says canola is down $22 per metric ton for the week, while spring wheat futures have dropped 58 cents a bushel. Starting off on the canola front here, we saw a decline of $22 a ton on the July contract to where it's currently sitting this morning at $7.06 a ton. So it is uh, starting to test that lower end of the range near that 700 level. Overnight, we did see a low of 701.20. So again, that's definitely a kind of a crucial level that a lot of traders are watching on this now front month July contract with the May expiring. On the Minneapolis wheat front, the July contract declined approximately 58 cents a bushel to where it currently sits at 7.89. And now in the last nine days, the July contract has declined approximately $1 a bushel. So definitely a lot of just pressure on all the grains here. On the the Chicago wheat front, uh, we actually saw a 21-month low with really lack of weather for kind of some of the reasons to buy. There's a plethora of bearish fundamentals that have been really factored into kind of the wheat prices. There's been widespread rains in the central and southern kind of U.S. plains, Uh, And really, the market is presented with a reduction in Russian wheat crop, wheat export tax levels, and Ukrainian officials indicate they're working on a deal to extend the grain corridor over another year. So it seems that one day they're talking no deal, next day there is a deal, and that's definitely affecting markets here. So certainly the wheat market 
could be approaching a massive, fundamentally oversold kind of level. But right now, it just seems that there's a lot of bearish news, especially with Statistics Canada pegging all wheat plantings at 27 million acres this week, up 6% from last year. So it kind of seems that, again, there's a lot of just bearish fundamental news for wheat to be kind of going down in the springtime here. So one thing as well, too, that I'm watching on the canola front here, this week we did see Statistics Canada say that total Canadian canola acres are expected to be around 21.6 million, which is about 0.9% increase from last year. So that's something that could add to kind of the overall bearishness of the canola market. We have seen as well too oil seed markets drop here kind of this week. On the soybean side of things, there really seems like a lack of export demand for, for U.S. beans. Also more moisture as well in the U.S. So just it seems that this is the time of year where weather has definitely been kind of affecting the markets. For a while they were going up quite a, quite a bit with, with dry news, but now it seems that, you know, again, Mother Nature can turn around quite quick and seeing that pressure on just grains in general with improving conditions. The only other thing, again, just the levels that I'm watching, that 700 on the July contract on a closing basis. So I think that's definitely an important psychological level. And then just on the wheat front for Minneapolis, wanting to see that market go above that $8 kind of level because sitting at around 790 right now as we're talking, it's definitely still in kind of that knife falling type of trend. Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. There'll be a major turn in the weather in the coming week. Environment Canada meteorologist Terry Lang says weather will be hot and dry this coming week. The outlook is for uh, hot and dry weather. We're looking for unseasonably warm temperatures. We're talking temperatures in the mid to high 20s. Very, very dry with uh, no chance of uh, precipitation coming through into the foreseeable future. And for the rest of the month? Well, hard to say, but the forecasts now are sort of hinting that we're kind of going to be above uh, average temperature-wise and below average with respect to precipitation. So we'll see if that holds. They tend to, the forecasts tend to be biased more towards the beginning of the month of the condi- with the conditions just because that's the way long-range forecasts work. Lang reminds producers to be cautious with the hot, dry weather this coming week pointing out it is grass fire season. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spawley on 620 CKRM. The two major railways have been on a roll over the past six weeks with the percentage of car fulfillment orders ranging from the high 80s to mid-90s. Those are the best numbers since the beginning of harvest back in September. Milt Poyer is with QGI Consulting, which monitors grain movement by rail on behalf of the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of grain companies and producer organizations. He says a complicated process can be boiled down to these basics. Shippers put in orders for rail cars. If the railway doesn't supply them, then you have poor order fulfillment performance and you get outstanding orders, which you then carry into the following week. And if that happens multiple weeks in a row, then you end up with a big backlog. And once you're in that position, you know, that's when you've really got a problem. Poirier says there are two types of rail car demand. There's demand that takes the form of new orders that shippers put in every week. And there's what we call total effective demand, 
which is those orders plus any outstanding orders that are carried in by the railways from prior weeks because they weren't able to fulfill them on time in the weeks that they were ordered. If the system is operating well, then there's not much of a difference between those two numbers because order fulfillment tends to be high and you don't have a lot of outstanding orders. So your effective demand week to week is generally close to, you know, what your new demand is. Not surprisingly, unfulfilled car orders tend to accumulate once harvest begins and right through to February. You would expect demand to be higher, but during that stretch, weekly demand on average, so new orders from shippers, was about 9,600 cars a week. However, the problem was that on average, each week during that period, the railways combined, CN and CP, were carrying about 1,900 orders that they hadn't filled in prior weeks, and that number just kept rolling over week to week to week to week. Poirier goes on to say, So what that did is it gave you an effective demand each week of about 11,500 cars, which is a, a pretty big number. And at that same time, the railways were only spotting about 9,000 cars a week. So on average, they were falling short by about 2,500 cars a week relative to the number of orders that they needed to fill, both because of the new demand plus the ones that they were late on. And these are the latest rail car numbers for the March to April period. Weekly demand is about 1,400 cars lower. So 8,200 roughly instead of 9,600, which you'd expect given the time of year. But key is the fact that outstanding orders over the last six weeks on a weekly basis have averaged just over 750 cars per week. So your effective demand um, in the March-April period was about 9,000 cars a week, as opposed to the 11.5 during the September to February period. The railways in the last six weeks have been spotting on average 8,300 cars a week, so less than they were spotting in September to February. But the gap between effective demand and weekly car spotting is only 700 cars, whereas previously the gap was 2,500 cars. So when you put those things together, it basically explains why order fulfillment performance has gotten better why outstanding orders have gone down. And when outstanding orders go down, then that feeds directly back into order fulfillment performance getting better. So it's kind of a circular logic, if you will. Milt Poirier is with QGI Consulting, which monitors the railway's grain transportation performance on behalf of the Ag Transport Coalition. His comments were made on the latest edition of the Grain by Train podcast, Produced by Pulse Canada, a member of the Ag Transportation Coalition. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. And it's time now for today's Ag-Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Statistics Canada released its first survey-based seeding intentions report for the 2023-24 marketing year this week, reporting an anticipated 0.9% rise in canola acres to 21.6 million. The figure occupied the lower end of trade expectations, 
but StatScan recently adopted a new methodology of conducting the survey last December and January, two months earlier than in previous reports. At least one analyst is thinking there will be even more canola acres planted this spring. Jerry Clausen of Winnipeg-based Resilient Commodity Analysis notes fertilizer prices dropped considerably between December and April. He says the trade thinks this canola number is on the low side, maybe by 500,000 to 1 million acres. He believes we're going to see an increase on the next report. The index that determines how much prairie grain handling revenue Canada's big two railways get to keep will be raised in the coming crop year. It's mainly due to way higher than expected fuel costs. The Canadian Transportation Agency, or CTA, has announced that the volume-related composite price index for CN Rail for 2023 will be 1.8295. That's up 12.11% from 2022-23. Meanwhile, Canadian Pacific Kansas City will be 1.7616, up 5.43%. The index is the major variable in the formula that decides the railway's maximum revenue entitlements each crop year. Set each year by the CTA, based on submissions from CN and CPKC, the index is an inflation factor based on a composite of forecast prices for railway labor, fuel, material, and capital purchases. A new space has opened in Manitoba, designed to bring multiple voices in the ag sector together. The Manitoba Ag Farmer Learning and Research Centre officially opened on Wednesday near the University of Manitoba's Gleanlee Research Station. The 22,000-square-foot facility is a joint venture between the University, Manitoba Ag Farmers, and the federal and provincial governments through the Canadian Agricultural Partnership. The centre features two biosecure barns, one free-run aviary, and one with enriched housing. It also has egg quality and post-mortem labs and three controlled environment research rooms. It's focused on highlighting and advancing egg production research while showing visitors what egg farmers do. The public can tour the facility as of Monday. Colorado's governor signed the nation's first right-to-repair legislation into law on Tuesday, giving the state's farmers and ranchers the autonomy to fix their own equipment. The bill, which requires manufacturers such as Deer and Company to provide manuals for diagnostic software and other aids, garnered bipartisan support as farmers grew increasingly frustrated with costly repairs and inflated input prices denting their profits. The legislation passed on a 46-14 to 14 vote in Colorado Senate earlier this month. Once the law goes into effect on January 1st, Farm machinery manufacturers such as Deere and rival CNH Industrial, which owns the Case IH and New Holland brands, will have to provide farmers with diagnostic tools, software, and documents. Independent technicians will also be able to access similar resources. Right to repair legislation is gaining momentum across the country as lawmakers in 16 U.S. states have introduced bills. France will proceed with a ban on major crop uses of herbicide s metolachlor owing to concerns over water pollution. Farmers will only be able to use the product for another 18 months. 
The decision follows a ruling in February by the Health and Safety Agency that main applications of the herbicide, originally produced by Swiss chemicals company Syngenta, should be banned. The regulators' move had been welcomed by anti-pesticide associations, but upset farming groups and the government because it could leave France, the European Union's biggest crop producer, at a disadvantage compared with other countries. The ability to use crop chemicals containing S-metolachlor for another 18 months will give France time to seek an EU-wide ban on the substance, which is being reviewed by the European Food Safety Authority. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. Saskatchewan Fish and Wildlife Development Fund lands are managed to provide the best possible wildlife habitat for the greatest number of species. These lands are not reserves or sanctuaries and can be used by anyone for hiking, bird watching, and hunting. However, vehicles are only permitted to access for the retrieval of legally harvested big game animals. If you are aware of any abuse to Fish and Wildlife Development Fund lands, call the toll-free turn in poachers line or pound 5555 from a SaskTel cell phone. Find SaskTip on YouTube and Facebook. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, wind west 20 and a high of 15 degrees, the low plus 3. Saturday, sunny, wind north 30, gusting to 50 tomorrow, the high 13, the low minus 4. Sunday, sunny, the high 14, the low minus 1. Monday, sunny, the high 18, the low plus 4. Tuesday, sunny, the high 24, the low plus 5. Wednesday, sunny, the high 28, the low plus 5. Thursday, sunny, the high 26. Normal high for this date, 16. The normal low is plus 1. The sun rose at 5.39 this morning. It sets at 8.14 tonight. And currently, around the province, the hot spot is in three places in Saskatchewan this hour. Saskatoon at 17. Outlook and Wasika also 17 degrees. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay, at plus 2. Esteban, 10. Once again, Saskatoon, 17. Swift Current, 16. Weber, 9. Yorkton is 8. Regina cloudy and 10 degrees, that's 50 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 18. Humidity is 52%, thermometer falling 102.0. Cloudy and Moose Jaw 12 degrees, winds are from the southwest at 24. Once again, Regina cloudy and 10, that's 50 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Saskatchewan's leading farm and ranch real estate brokerage is Shepherd Realty in Regina. Shepherd Realty has just listed for sale 240 acres of mixed grain and pasture land near Winyard, 159 acres of grain land near Dinsmore, and 306 acres with Highway 6 frontage just north of Regina. To learn more about these listings, or if you're considering selling your farm or ranch property, call 352-1866, shepherdrealty.ca portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. 
spring seeding is getting underway in Saskatchewan, but it's in some areas that you might not expect. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Matt Struthers has the latest. It's a bit slow out there, of course, with the weather we've been having, but uh, there's there's um, some producers up in the northeast and, and some starting around the North Battleford area in the northwest, and, and same with the uh, the west central and the Kyle L. Rose area. So, you know, as the as the fields dry up and the weather gets a little bit warmer, uh, those farmers will be getting out there. I know I know there's still some uh, some snow in the fields and and lots of water down here uh, between Moose Jaw and Regina. So, uh, you know, got to wait for that snow to disappear, that water to disappear, and then also for that soil temperature to rise quite a bit. He notes that if if producers haven't started seeding yet, they're probably getting ready to do so. Certainly, yeah. If they if they have the conditions to get into their fields, they'll be doing some of that pre-work, or or they might be just now getting their seeders out of their shops and whatnot, and getting them all calibrated and and ready to go. I know that uh, some of that weather held up a lot of producers that uh, got that spring storm, so I know they're itching and rearing to go, and I think they'll make quick work of the work that needs to be done. Struthers works out of Moose Jaw, where there were some high water levels earlier this month. Uh, it's it's disappearing slowly. I've been back and forth this week uh, between Moose Jaw and Regina, and there's there's a lot of um, a lot of water sitting in the fields there. And you know they have some heavy soils uh, around Regina, so of course that contributes to it. Um, but you know just that recent spring storm we had brought a lot of uh, wet snow and some rain, and and it's uh, it's sticking around for quite some time. I know I know even south of town, uh, you know down towards the uh, the Ogama area, that there's they're still quite wet down there as well. So. Uh, you know, it all depends on where you are, and I'm just glad that a lot of places did get that uh, early spring moisture. Struthers believes spring seeding in Saskatchewan will begin in earnest in the next week to 10 days or so. We're we're kind of aiming for the first crop report to be coming around uh, maybe uh, the second week of May. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's that's accurate. You know, it's we still have, uh, like I said, lots of snow. Some some producers still have snow. Uh, lots of producers have water and and that soil temperature, uh, soil temperature still needs to come up. Uh, so it'll be quite some time before before things get rolling full steam. But Struthers says producers shouldn't feel rushed to begin seeding as soon as possible plenty of time and, and like I said uh, they'll make quick work of the work that needs to get done and and you know we've been here before you know it's it's not like we started farming yesterday we've been farming for a long time in this province and and uh, when it throws throws a curveball at us we're pretty good at, uh, at at adapting. Matt Struthers is the crops extension specialist for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture at the Knowledge Centre in Moose Jaw. Bessie and I hate automotive waste dumped into our back 40. There's not an end of supply of oil and plastic, so it's very clever of you to recycle automotive waste properly. All that yucky used oil and antifreeze material can be turned into reuseful products. Please make automotive waste reuseful. Visit usedoilrecyclingsk.com. Mother Nature, our land, and our whole herd. Thank you. Of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The new Sustainable Canadian Agriculture Partnership suite of programs was launched this month. Saskatchewan Agriculture Program Specialist Trish Johnson in North Battleford says the program is a five-year, $480 million investment in strategic initiatives for Saskatchewan farmers. Farmers and ranchers will find programs similar to our previous suite of programs. However, there are some changes and enhancements that we hope will help manage risk on your operation. 
programs for producers include our flagship Farm and Ranch Water Infrastructure Program, which provides funding for the development of new, secure, and sustainable water sources for agriculture use, and also funds 90% of the eligible costs of decommissioning old water wells. We've increased the funding limit and enhanced this program to include power installation and the development of small dams. The Animal Health and Biosecurity Program supports livestock producers in understanding and implementing practices to meet industry standards in their sector. This program provides funding for the purchase of eligible equipment that improves animal welfare and biosecurity on their operation. Each livestock sector has their own eligibility requirements. The Resilient Agricultural Landscapes Program replaces the former Farm Stewardship Program and assists producers to adopt beneficial management practices that improve soil health, water quality, and biodiversity. Funding is available to convert cultivated acres to permanent tame or native forages. We also have funding for the implementation of native and riparian grazing management plans. Producers also have access to assistance in improving extensive livestock winter feeding sites, intensive livestock runoff control, relocation of livestock confinement facilities, and livestock water protection. These are just a few of the programs available under the new Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership delivered through the Ministry of Agriculture. I encourage you to check out our website for more details on these and other programs at saskatchewan.ca slash s cap or call the Agriculture Knowledge Centre at 1-866-457-2377. I'm Trish Johnson, and this has been the Saskatchewan Agriculture Report. Manitoba Ag Days has invested in new AEDs, or Automated External Defibrillators, at the Keystone Centre in Brandon. The Keystone Centre has five of the life-saving devices located throughout the building. Money for the AEDs was provided through the Manitoba Ag Days Give Back Program, which is funded by admission ticket sales and the yearly 50-50-50 draw. Next year's event will run from January 16th, to 18th. Market Update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were reflecting downward movement in early trading. Canola went down 820 at 695.92. One red spring wheat was up 489 at 355.12. Yellow peas fell 367 at 398.93. The rest were unchanged. Durham 433.68. Feed barley 357.58, chickpeas 10.58.22, flax 541 dollars 98 cents per metric ton, lentils 7.93.50, oats 220.32, and feed wheat 289.55. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is up three cents at 7.93 and a quarter a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. Just over 500 on offer at our Thursday regular sale. 
consisting entirely of cows and bulls in this cow market. It's smoking right along. There's a big difference between these grain-fed cows with flesh than a cow that's been running out eating hay. These young feeder cows, they're selling very aggressively right now. Here's what happened. These good, big, strong cows, 145 to 155, sales right up to 161. Medium-fed cows, 132 to 145, good bulls, big ones from 145 to 165. Last resort of the spring here is Tuesday, May 9th, so there's some good grass cattle on offer for that one. That market seems to just get a little higher every week. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 8,000 hogs Thursday, selling a range of 184 to 196 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,700 head, selling a range of 184 to 196 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, April 29th are Ole West 2020, 170.70, Ole West 2021, 186.70, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 183.44, Ham's Cash, 181.44, Thunder Creek Brickle, 180.62, and High Life Cash and Contract, $194.93 per CKG. Ham's number one sales this week are down, selling in the range of 26 to 33 cents per pound live weight. Ham's Cash oil price today is up, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was up seven basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3612. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. TC Energy reported a first quarter profit of $1.31 billion today, up from $358 million in the same quarter last year. Revenue totaled $3.93 billion, up from $3.5 billion in the first three months of 2022. TC Energy says construction of its coastal gas link project continued in line with its revised cost and schedule and is now about 87% complete. This broadcast marks the end of a rewarding 50-year radio career for me. I want to express my gratitude to those who made this possible. To begin with, I want to thank all the management and staff of Harvard Media who helped make this program possible. I'm also grateful to the many government officials and those involved in the agriculture industry who supplied me with the necessary information to keep you up to date and informed. Most of all, I want to thank you to all in the farming community who kindly gave me their time over the years as I strive to bring you the most current and important stories needed to formulate plans for each growing season and care and sale of your livestock. It's been my privilege and honor to be of service to you. I also wish very success to the young man taking my place, Ryan Young. I hope he enjoys presenting this program as much as I have. I want to send my best wishes to all. On the markets today, the TSX is up 117 points at 20,640. The Dow went up by 247 points to 34,073. Oil is up $1.71 at 76.47 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.80 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. 
That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.